I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. I have been sitting here in my big, manly, comfortable black leather papa chair watching a ball game. One of the things I like best about watching sports is the passion that's involved. Lots of it on the field, some of it in the stands. It starts with the national anthem just before the game begins. I sometimes sing along with the Star Spangled Banner. I do the best I can with the high notes. That gives me a freebie connection with the people who paid to get into the ballpark. And I like that connection. It feels like we are passing the passion for the game back and forth. When I sing about the bombs bursting in air, I can almost smell the hot dogs with the mustard in the crowd and I can taste the cold beer. And sometimes the military sends a flight of jets overhead and that gives me a chill. Pride will do that to a guy. Pride and passion. I'm a pilot and I know how hard it is to fly tight formation like that. The wingman is sometimes only literally inches away from the lead's tail feathers and they're going a zillion miles an hour. Let me tell you something, that takes skill and passion. There is no such thing as a passionless pilot. You gotta have something burning your insides to want to climb into an airplane and push the throttle and the prop up and make it go down the runway as fast as it'll glow and then kind of lean back and, and climb into the sky. And when you get up there in the air, nobody's going to help you put it back down again. Landing an airplane is basically a controlled crash into a planet. <laughs> Pilots say any landing you can walk away from is a good landing. If you can use the airplane again, it's a great landing. So... Wanting to do that goes way beyond logic. It takes passion. I sometimes think about the guy who wrote about the bombs bursting in air. Francis Scott Key was his name. I looked him up. He was a lawyer. It was on September 13th, 1814. And Francis was in the process of negotiating for the release of a prisoner being held captive on a British warship in Baltimore Harbor. The British had just torched the Capitol. Washington, D.C. was in ruins. The president was in hiding. Nobody could sleep because all night the huge naval guns hammered away at Fort McHenry. If the fort went, Francis knew his home in Baltimore would go too. But when the dawn broke and the first rays of sunlight slashed through the night and the gun smoke slowly cleared, there it was. At first, he didn't believe it. It was torn and bloody. Torn because it was hit by cannon fire and bloody because it was replaced in the night by a couple of guys who were wounded and bleeding. Incredibly, there it was, the stars and stripes. Torn and bloody and glorious and still waving over the land of the free and the home of the brave. So what do you do at a moment like that, huh? If you're Francis Scott Key, do you say, well, it's too bad I don't know anything about music. I'm a lawyer. That'd be the logical thing to do, wouldn't it? Or do you follow the passion burning in your gut, grab some paper, and start writing the words that are hammering away in your head? Skill and passion. That's what sports is all about, too. 
And that's one of the reasons I like singing Francis Scott Key's song. The only song he ever wrote, The Star-Spangled Banner. Dick's Details, a bunch of totally unimportant stuff for you to stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that's messing with your mind out the other ear and you can grab a grin and win. The weather guys say, hey, don't use your smartphone in a thunderstorm because you could get hit by lightning. (laughs) Big Louie says, don't use your smartphone in a theater either because, hey, you could get strangled by the guy sitting next to you. If the answer is rubberneck, what is the question? If the answer is rubberneck, what is the question? Don't know, do you? Of course not. I haven't told you yet, but I will in a minute. The early bird gets the worm. That's one of the great sayings that you hear all the time. But when you think about it, what does that say about the early worm? And think about the fact that it is the second mouse that gets the cheese. <laughs> and while I got you thinking, haven't you ever wondered why we never get really good seats at a concert? I don't know. I don't know about you, but I always land up sitting way back by the men's room with rows of empty seats in front of me. It makes me want to have some words with the guys in the box office. Actually, I'm from New York, and we don't waste words. Most of all, we have to say can be expressed with just one finger. (laughs) All right, if the answer is rubberneck, the question is, what can you do to help your wife relax? Rubberneck. (laughs) Best to warm your fingers first. Dicks the tails. They take your mind off your mind. little housekeeping here. If you like these podcasts or my spoken word CDs at DickSummer.com or my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot, available at Amazon.com, please tell a couple of friends, will you? Because they might like them too. And you would be doing me a favor. Thank you very much. Male pattern baldness. I think it comes from tearing our hair out, trying to figure exactly what women want. Hagen Dice ice cream with only 25 calories per gallon would probably be a good start, according to my lady Wonderwench. I don't know why women objectify themselves like that either. You know, they're always asking, does this dress make me look fat? They never ask, does this dress make me look intelligent? Big Louie always says, be sure you don't snore on a first date. <laughs> on the other hand, women will think you're too nervous if they see you taking your socks off by violently shaking your feet. See, the point is, don't go to extremes. I mean, you know, don't hang up your clothes and insert shoe trees either. Actually, the best loving comes from the same thing that makes sports cook. Passing your passion. Passing your passion before it passes you by. Once upon a time, a long, long time ago, said the wonderful wizard of was, when Dorothy skipped down the yellow brick road holding the tin man's hand, and Elvis sang of teenage love in beach party movie sand. There was magic in lonely storybook nights. A pretty girl kissed a frog and turned it into a prince. When they fell in love, they loved all night, and in the dawn when they told their story, there were no knowing smiles, no questions asked. They just lived happily ever after. That was a storybook night, of course, just some once upon a time. 
Once upon a time, quite a while ago, said the wonderful Wizard of Oz, when Jack slid down the beanstalk with the evil giant's gold, and the Old West was saved by a man with a mask and a heart that was pure and bold. It was real magic in my own lonely nights. I stopped all wars and hunger with a few well-chosen words, then I jumped in a spaceship, smiled for the tube, and blasted off for Mars. Well, I really did save a kid from drowning one summer night, or at least that's how I remember it. It was just once upon a time, of course. Then once upon a time, not so very long ago at all, you made the lonely disappear from my nights with your magic words. You said, call me whenever you need me, call any time. It doesn't matter how late. It's never too late. Please. And all of a sudden, I didn't need the wizard's kind of magic anymore. Every time I light the red candle that we stuck in the Chianti bottle, I can see your magic work. Memories flicker in every corner of this room. They're much clearer pictures than the streaky Polaroid I have of you. The one that always starts a jagged slice of Jim Croce music playing in my head because it was taken the night the record player kept repeating the last song on his album. But you were sleeping in my arms, so I memorized the words to It Doesn't Have to Be That Way. And I enjoyed the loving, smiling feel of you all night. We came together not very long ago at all, talking together and touching together learning each other with fingers and feelings. There must have been magic in my fingers. You opened your arms and thoughts and your legs and your feelings for my gentlest touch. I felt my magic fingers slowly spreading your lips and your thighs to soothe my hands in your warm woman cream. And then, laughing and crying, our love came running together in the grass, climbing trees, flying on water skis. Do you know I wouldn't even shake hands with friends after we made love? I couldn't share the personal scent of you on my hands. It would have been like inviting someone to watch us make love. Our magic was strong enough to make the lonely disappear in the night. Ours was the magic of music, the magic of innocence in a baby's eyes. I eagerly traded the wizard's magic of was for our new magic of the always now. The always now. It grabs magic and holds on tight. But it has no past, so it can't remember that magic has always disappeared when it's caught. And there's no future in the always now, so it couldn't warn of changes. You said, call me whenever you need me. Call me any time, no matter how late. It's never too late. Please. I need you now, but your phone has been busy all night. I need you now. The magic us that you and I made has disappeared. But magic doesn't die, even when we can't see it anymore. So please believe I will call you again. Even when it's very late. The next time it's once upon a time again. I believe that you will wait. When Dorothy skips down the yellow brick road holding the tin man's hand, and Elvis sings of teenage love in beach party movie sand. And Jack slides down the beanstalk with the evil giant's gold. The Old West is saved by a man with a mask. In a story that some wizard told. <laughs>
Call me if you need me. It doesn't matter how late. It's never too late. That's what she says. It was a call to passion. Passion is too powerful to capture. When it touches you, it burns. So don't try to capture it. It'll burn a hole in you and, and disappear back to wherever it came from. But you can pass your passion. And if you get lucky, like I did with her, be a completed pass, and you'll score the, the winning touchdown of your lives. The story is called The Wizard of Was. It's from my spoken word CD called Love and Touch. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast, or if you want a fresh copy, just go back to DickSummer.com. Check out the Love and Touch icon on the homepage. If you find yourself in a moment of passion, don't panic. We Louie Louie generation guys tried that a long time ago. It didn't work. Whatever you do first, here's the point. But whatever you do first, affirm that your brain is online before you open your mouth. Avoid saying things like, I thought you had the key to the handcuffs. <laughs> or, hey, it looks like the ceiling needs painting. That's no good either. How about, uh, on second thought, let's turn the lights out. <laughs> did, did I remember to take my pill? Oh, please, no, don't do that. Wow, that's quite a rash. Don't worry. My dog is quite friendly for a Doberman. <laughs> Actually, I have a genuine wish for you, and it's this. When you pass your passion, it should always be a completed pass, an electric connection. I like that connection, passing the passion back and forth. I like it most of all with my lady, and I like it at a ball game, too. When I sing about the bombs bursting in air, I can almost smell the hot dogs with mustard and crowd and, and taste the cold beer. Gives me a chill when the military sends a flight of jets overhead. Pride will do that to a guy, you know, pride and passion. I'm a pilot. I know how hard it is to fly tight formation like that. The wingman is sometimes only literally inches away from the lead's tail feathers, and they're going a zillion miles an hour. That takes skill and courage and passion. I like that Francis Scott Key stuff. Of course, Francis was a lawyer. And these days, Francis the lawyer would probably spend his time suing most of the musicians who sing and play his song for malpractice, if he went strictly according to logic. I'm glad he didn't. Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths. Come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.